from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hi there, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. You have tuned WIA National News for week commencing January 12, 2014. And there have been some remarkable and memorable special event call signs issued over the years by various authorities. But to me, this one takes the cake. The call sign in question, EI30T, Echo India 30 Tango, has been issued to Justin, EI3CTB, as a special call sign to use during 2014 to commemorate the 30th anniversary of his amateur radio licence issued in 1984. This is the first time the prefix EI30 has been issued. Wondering if Justin has friends in high places. However, full marks for letting the world know how proud he is of his own ham radio licence. EI30 Tango. An amateur radio nine-day special event taking place on the weekend commencing 28th of September is to help support the many donation-funded flying medical services right around the world. Operating your special event station during at least some of the nine days during which the event takes place would be fantastic. Nine days include two weekends so everybody can get an opportunity to take part. The primary rule is that no radio amateur should accept any donations. Donations and offers of funding should be made directly to whichever service you nominate when you complete the registration form to take part in the event. Registration will be mandatory and all stations taking part around the world will be issued a registration number. The event is intended to commence on the fourth weekend of September annually, worldwide, and is to be run by the same team which operates the well-established International Museums Weekend. VK3 and scientists there are working with the US Air Force to develop light-bending technology to camouflage military hardware in war zones. Light-bending technology could be used to help make planes, tanks and even soldiers effectively invisible on the battlefield. The Victorian Australian scientists are using modelling based on Mother of Pearl to work out how to control the direction of light. The theory is that light could be bent around objects, making them seem to disappear. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. The CCARC are very proud to announce that after a few years away from the event, ICOM Australia will be exhibiting at this year's Wyong Field Day on Sunday, February the 23rd. Please also remember that the CCARC will be running a full-day Foundation Class licensed training course on Saturday the 22nd, and license assessments for all classes of license on the field day itself. For full details about registering for either the course or an assessment, or both, as well as all information about the field day, please go to the club website at ccarc.org.au. Whether it's seeking that bargain from the flea market, grabbing that discounted new item from the trader's stands, educating yourself at the seminars and exhibitor stalls, or even taking that licence upgrade assessment. The place to be on February 23 is undoubtedly the CCARC Field Day at Wyong. 
73 till next week. This is Ed, VK2JI, Publicity Officer of the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. And still in VK2 as we do the weekly whip around. Next weekend, Amateur Radio New South Wales will have the first foundation course for the year. This with assessments for all licence grades on Sunday at the VK2WI Dural site. Bookings are required by email. The first Trash and Treasure will be at the VK2WI site on Sunday morning, the 26th of January. Can't forget that date, the 26th of January. And don't forget, we can use the AX prefix on Australia Day, Jan 26. In VK4, radio calls out for help. The Gladstone Observer newspaper this week say that the local amateur radio club knew after flooding last year that communications in the Boyne Valley were less than adequate during natural disasters. Approaching its first anniversary, this non-profit community organisation is operating from the summit of Croombit Tops to ensure residents can assess and get alerts and assistance in the event of a repeat. The government pledged to improve communications, but nothing has happened, President Paul Beeler said. We need assistance to have permanent hope of maintaining our licence and the service. Across Australia, from Victor Kilo 1, Whiskey India Alpha, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Townsville region, you can hear this news on the Victor Kilo 4, Romeo Alpha Tango, and Victor Kilo 4, Whiskey India Tango radio systems, 146 decibel 7 MHz, at 2300 hours universal coordinated time, which translates to 9am Townsville Standard Time every Sunday morning. From the Tarkadian retransmit team, this is Gavin, Victor Kilo for Zulu Zulu. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F-call? Using a foundation call in amateur radio puts a number of restrictions on your on-air activities. The most bemoaned of those restrictions is the limit of 10 watts output power. There's nothing like the experience of almost having completed a contact when a deaf lead foot stomps all over your signal and drowns you out. In the past, I've pointed out that a group of amateurs shares that experience and power restrictions and more. The community I'm referring to is the QRP fraternity, who restrict their power to half that available to us and often make contacts with even less power. What I didn't think of at the time was that this community is also an excellent source of information and knowledge. Their drive is to do more with less, and as a foundation licensee, you cannot help but be in the same boat. So look around you, search the web, find projects, bands, frequency, antennas, radios, power supplies and activities that the QRP community engages in and you'll find common ground. I know that there is a slice of the amateur radio community who have the slogan, Life is too short for QRP. But as a foundation licensee, perhaps it's time to wear your low-power budget on your sleeve. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Worldwide. Wi-Fi is popular, but it has its techno detractors. The applications for wireless technology continue to grow with industries like automotive, healthcare and retail embracing it as they chase market share. Already we see people on free Wi-Fi communicating via laptops, tablets and smartphones using it like the air they breathe. 
As can be expected with Wi-Fi being open to anyone, there are fears that hackers will cause mayhem. And the old argument of electromagnetic radiation is again raising its head. The power industry has efficient smart meters to provide consumption feedback every 30 seconds from a consumer, and there's no more need for manual readers. Although they revolutionise energy distribution, the fear is that wireless devices gives hackers a way to cause havoc on power grids. The same fear exists over traffic control signals in VK4 when it hosts the Commonwealth Games and the G20 Leaders Summit. In New Zealand, it's claimed to cause nausea, headaches, digestive problems and even cancer. Only last week I made mention here of the ZL school ditching Wi-Fi and over in Canada at least one case there has been a call for the technology that links student computers to be banned. In Denmark, some students found crests growing near Wi-Fi routers went brown. The experiment was dismissed by most as unscientific but it got picked up by a tabloid newspaper. Despite the doomsayers, Wi-Fi as an enabling technology is making our modern lives easier and the transformation continues. Worldwide Sounds 2013 DX Soundbites Tom, Kilo 8, Charlie X-Ray has done it again. He's provided DXs with 156 memorable rare DX sound clips from 2013. Visit Tom's famous Ham Gallery web at hamgallery.com. While there, also check out some of the other features on his webpage, such as 16 years of rare DX sound clips of the past, as well as some clips from the 1960s and 1970s, QSL Card Museum, Dayton Photo Galleries and his tribute to silent key ham operators. Tom states if anyone has any old HF recordings, I would be interested in hearing from them. To Canada, CQ, QC. IARU President and RAC Member appointed Queen Council. The province of Alberta has announced that Mr Timothy S. Ellum, Victor Echo 6 Sierra Hotel, was one of the lawyers appointed to the province's Queen Council status. Mr Ellum is the current IARU president and has been a member of Radio Amateurs Canada for several years. Ham Radio Kids Day in Poland. Sierra Papa 3 Papa Oscar Whiskey for Amateur Radio Kids Day took place last weekend, January 5. The Amateur Radio Kids Day is an event initiated by the ARRL that unites radio amateurs in the USA. The concept of this event has been followed in other countries as well. In Poland, the Amateur Radio Kids Day was celebrated with students from primary and junior high schools who were mostly members of the ARIS group and who were preparing the group for the school radio contact with an astronaut at the ISS station. Besides providing the radio station, they also organised for children an ARDF competition. It said the Polish children very much like taking part in those kind of events and it's an unforgettable experience for them every time. And it's like that all over the world, where Amateur Radio Kids Day is celebrated. To South Africa, it's to the SARL newsroom for this story, where we learn close to 13,000 radio amateurs have made contact with ZS9MADIBA. ZS9 Madiba obtained a Worked All States Award within the first two weeks of being on the air, which is a remarkable achievement and is close to achieving a DXCC in all modes of operation, SSV, CW and digital. At the time of writing this SARL news, ZS9 Madiba had achieved the following number of contacts and confirmation, 12,846 QSO records and 4,370 QSL records. If there was an award for the most enthusiastic radio amateur, it would go to TNS as 36 Sorry, ZS2 Echo Charlie. Tienis just keeps on going day and night. Well done, Tienis. 
A special word of thanks to Roger, ZS6 Romeo Juliet. His tally of contacts says it all. ZS9 Madiba still needs eight ZS6 stations to obtain a worked all ZS100. Thank you for your support. The New Zealand Amateur Radio Transmitters, or NZART, which is that nation's National Ham Radio Society, has issued a correction to its recent news release regarding the availability of six meters. It says that a small error was made in its bulletin number 286 that stated the nation's six-meter allocation was 50 to 54 megahertz. This says the NZART is not correct. Rather, the 6-meter band for operational use is from 50 to 53 megahertz for all modes at up to the full power limit. It notes that New Zealand does have limited use of the band from 53 to 54 megahertz, but only for approved individually licensed 6-meter repeater outlets. 53 to 54 megahertz is not available for general amateur operation. The World Radio Sport Team Championship Committee has announced the list of those who will serve as referees for the 2014 competition. According to an announcement from the Games Coordinating Committee, a referee will be on site at each of the 59 competing stations to verify compliance with the rules and make decisions on any rule questions by the teams. All of the referees will be top-level contesters because they must simultaneously listen to the audio from both operators for the entire 24 hours of the competition, which takes place in July 2014 in the northeastern United States. Retired Canadian astronaut Chris Hadfield, VA3OOG, who has predicted that humans will have a colony on the moon within the next 30 to 40 years and establish a base on Mars within the next 70. In a recent interview with the Telegraph newspaper, Hadfield said that this is a pattern we have been following for the last 70,000 years. He noted mankind gradually made its way around the world. In the last 100 years, we have gotten to Antarctica, and now there are people who live there for months at a time. VA3OOG went on to say that he thinks that within his lifetime he will see a permanent lunar base, also that setting up a permanent habitation on the moon will help to improve space exploration. Hadfield gained fame for tweeting pictures of space and performing his own version of David Bowie's Space Odyssey during his command of the International Space Station this past year. He retired from the Canadian Space Agency last June and is currently on tour promoting his new book, An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth. You can read the entire interview with Chris Hadfield, VA3OOG, on the web at tinyurl.com slash Hadfield hyphen moon hyphen future. The average amount of electricity consumed in U.S. homes has fallen to levels not seen in more than a decade. This is likely due to the introduction of more energy-efficient appliances and other consumer electronics, leading to overall power usage being on track to decline by the end of 2013 for the third year in a row. According to the Energy Information Administration, the end of 2013 level expected is around 10,819 kilowatt hours per household. That is the lowest level since 2001 when households averaged 10,535 kilowatt hours. And even more interesting is that this decline has occurred 
even though we now use more electric and electronic devices in our daily lives. And finally this week, have you ever wondered what happens inside a rechargeable battery? If so, you're not alone. As we hear from Amateur Radio Newsline's Cheryl Lassick, K9BIK. Scientists are still searching for clues to the processes that takes place inside rechargeable batteries. This as part of the ongoing quest to create more powerful, longer-lasting, and cheaper energy storage devices. Now a team of researchers with the Department of Energy's Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, in cooperation with other research centers, have discovered how to unlock some of the secrets hidden within rechargeable batteries. So far, most of the research into batteries has focused on studying the electrolyte interface layer. This is a coating that accumulates on an electrode's surface and dramatically influences battery performance. But until recently, the research has been limited because most high-powered microscope work is done under dry conditions, while most batteries contain liquids. As such, the liquid has slowed the ability to conduct this type of research. To overcome this, researchers have created a special dry battery for their tests. The battery contains one dime-sized silicone electrode and one lithium electrode, sandwiching a bath of solid electrolyte. This configuration permits the flow of ions, yet still allows microscopic study, which in turn has allowed the team to study the electrode's behavior. The researchers say this new study could be the next step in the ongoing quest to create longer-lasting rechargeable batteries. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Lassick, K9BIK in Zion, Illinois. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, South Australia, it can be heard on 53.1 MHz AM at 0900 hours VK5 local time. I'm Ben, VK5 Bravo Bravo. Believe it or not, this story from our Weird and Wonderful file. Weird and Wonderful. White teeth, blue tooth. How do you improve the humble electric toothbrush? By adding Bluetooth and an app, of course. The Colibri toothbrush has an accelerometer, gyroscope and magnetometer inside which it uses to record how long you brush your teeth for and how you brush them. It can show you live information on how you're doing so you can adjust your brushing technique or simply brush for longer. Or it can sync that information with a phone app to give you a running total of how well you've brushed. You end up looking at a screen that gives you a score out of five that's based on how long and how well you've brushed your teeth. Jason Jenkins of CNET says, It sounds silly and gimmicky, and of course it mostly is. But there is one way I could see this being useful, for kids. You have the ability to set up different family members in one app and track them separately, with the app generating a graph showing you how well you brush compared to everybody else. It's coming from a French company with the same name as the product, and will start at $99 from the third quarter of 2014. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4FUQ, Deadline 2014. WIA Summer VHF UHF Field Day, 11-12 January. WIA John Moyle Field Day, Weekend March 15 and 16. WIA BK Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, May 3. Special Event Stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. NDX, word that the only two stations in the South Sudan are off the air due to the current internal political strife.
these are Z81B and Z81D. And indications are that there will not be any further ham radio signals from that new nation until conditions stabilise. More on this as information becomes available. DXWorld.net reports that WA5A will be on the air stroke 5Z4 from Kenya until about January 28th. His operation will be holiday style on the high frequency bands. QSL virus home call sign WA5A. W100AW active for ARRL centennial year. A reminder that the FCC has authorised the Maxim Memorial Station W1AW to also use the call sign W100AW during 2014, the ARRL centennial year. Contacts made from the Maxim Memorial Station in Newington from regional centennial conventions and during the IAIUHF championship will use W100AW with portable designators as appropriate. The W1AW WAS operations during 2014 from each of the 50 states will use W1AW, not W100AW. Bulletins and code practice transmissions during 2014 also will still use W1AW. Contacts with W100AW are worth 100 points in the ARRL Centennial QSO party. Hunting lions in the air. The event takes place this weekend, always the weekend closest to the 13th of January, the birth date of Melbourne Jones, the founder of the Lions organisation. It will not be a contest, but merely a means for Lions to exchange greetings with other Lions and Lions clubs. Radio amateurs and members of the various Lions clubs get together and the Lions are allowed to exchange greetings with other Lions under the supervision of the radio amateur. Normally the name and number of the Lions club is the exchange. Awards Portable trek to Western Victoria. Travelling by road for seven days recently, husband and wife team Joe VK3YSP and Julie Gonzalez VK3FOWL made the very best of their portable amateur radio trip. The pair activated 19 Victoria National Parks for the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award and the Worldwide Flora and Fauna Award. They also made their debut for the Summits on the Air program by activating three soda peaks along the way, making a total of over 300 QSOs each. Combining touring, camping and bushwalking with portable operation is definitely the best way to experience national parks. Another round trip is planned by them to cover the rest of Victoria. Jim VK3 PC says, They extend thanks to all who made contact with about a dozen popping up regularly at nearly every stop. During the 2,500km trip, VK3YSP-1 was tracked by the Automatic Packet Reporting System, APRS. Acknowledgement is also made to the Parks Victoria staff. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in VK5. It can be heard on VK5 RLZ on 439.975 MHz at 0900 hours Sunday. It is also relayed to the northern rural area on 2 metres on 145.000 MHz and on 160 metres on 1.843 MHz. I'm Alan, VK5, Mike Alpha Kilo. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ARDF, and a reminder that the WIA ARDF coordinator is Jack, VK3WW.
The Indian National Institute of Amateur Radio reports that 550 people have just participated in an amateur radio direction-finding event. NIAR says that the Fox Hunt or DF event was a grand success with around 550 plus participants with nearly 140 on spot registrations and 64 online registrations which contributed to around 200 teams. Worldwide special interest groups rescue radio. News from Travel Safety Net. The Frank Sleep Memorial HF base needs your help. Roy Watkins, VK6XV from Travel Safety Net, has asked for help in finding a new site to house the fully automated Frank Sleep Memorial HF base as the current location at Rasmussen, North Queensland, is about to change hands. The Frank Sleep Memorial HF base is part of a network of HF bases run primarily by radio amateurs involved with the Travel Safety Net to provide reliable communications and SCEDs for those travellers who are equipped with a HF outpost mobile transceiver. Roy is hoping that someone within North Queensland can help with a site to rehouse the facility, named in memory of Frank Sleep VK4CAU, to a more permanent location. Worldwide special interest groups low down. Low bands and wark bands from Northern Europe. Capitalising on the season of almost total darkness in Northern Europe, a subgroup of Z81X and OF9X teams are in the Ayland Islands to activate OG0A on low bands and wark bands. And you can try to call them until tomorrow, January the 13th. The OH0X contest site is being used as the base camp with 160 metre slopers and a two element 80 metre beam atop of a 140 foot rotating tower. Main activity will be on CW but there'll also be some SSB and RITI used occasionally. QSL OG0A via OH2BH and as a side note Planners say that this operation is dedicated to the next Youth on the Air summer camp due to be held in Finland next July the 15th through the 22nd. SAQ transmission heard in Connecticut. The 17.2 kHz transmission from Sweden on Christmas Eve 2013 was picked up in Connecticut, USA. They were using three Alex Anderson alternators on VLF frequency of 17.2 kHz. This time they received 50 more reports than before. This transmission was one of the best ever received. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au Now a quick look at the social scene. We'll have a look at 2014, obviously. And don't forget that when you go to wia.org.au and click on the weekly news page, you'll see a little link there where you can send comments to the newsroom. And those comments are read by not only the newsroom, but they do go to the WIA. So when you send something there, we all get to see it. Social scene, 2014, January 24, 27 in VK4, Tark Australia Day long weekend family radio camp at Girl Guides campsite, Bluewater. Feb 1 in VK4, Redcliffe Amateur Radio Club's car boot sale at 9am. 
Feb 23 and VK2 Wyong Field Day and it's on come rain, hail or shine. April 13 to 15, right across VK, it's PR for Amateur Radio Expo. April 18, worldwide, it's Amateur Radio Day, your gateway to wireless communications. April 25, that's Anzac Day, and it's in VK3, the big event at the Ballarat Showgrounds. May 2nd to 4 in VK4, the Clareview Gathering. November 2 in VK5, Hamfest. Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society put this one on annually, that's November 2nd. And November 30 in VK3, SPARC's Hamfest at Rosebud. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4, Baker Baker. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.